this is Queso, and this is the Daily Very Rude Podcast, motivational podcast for fat asses and lazy people. I am not the guru you wanted, but I might be the guru that you deserved. Today, we're going to talk about karma. You've heard it tossed around, but we're going to talk about karma. And I'm going to give you some example of karma that I enjoyed. And what kind of karma is coming for us. Stay effing tuned. Why didn't I just say the word? What is today? (laughs) And tell you a story about Betty Jane. Now, that ain't her real name. But Betty Jane was a persnickety, tight-ass home economics teacher. Okay? And Betty Jane was a perfectionist. And boy, do I have stories to tell about her. She kept the whole high school in her deathly, tiny-fingered grasp of absolute judgment on all people. I had to have her in junior high intro to economics, home economics. And we had this thing one time where we had to cook a breakfast or a meal, any meal. And we had a partner. And our partner and us had to come up with a whole meal discuss the calories the nutrition we had to demonstrate how to make it and then everybody in the class had to watch our demonstration and then had to taste everything you had to taste it no matter what you had to taste everything on their meal their menu you had to eat it all drink it all well my stupid friends christy and rosie they're not really stupid but colorful they decided to make breakfast and they chose to serve milk milk i hate milk milk is gross i could put it in something but i'm not drinking it not at all not at all it's like horror movie scary shit to me it's kind of like eggs eggs on a hamburger should be a crime runny yolk eggs gross Also, used to eat shrimp. Found out they were the cockroaches of the sea. Stopped eating it. I have a phobia. Anyway, Miss Betty Jane told me that I had to drink the milk. And I refused. I flat out refused. And I got a zero. And I ended up dropping her class at semester. And we never spoke again. And then, a certain girl was nominated to run in the Miss Mary Christmas pageant, but she happened to be six months pregnant. She's a real popular girl, got pregnant by her college boyfriend, and they're going to get married anyway, so they let her stay in the Miss Mary Christmas pageant. Well, being a good Baptist, Betty Jane had problems. Now, this is back in the 80s, okay? Times have changed. And so, When it was time for the pageant, she went to the school board and threw a fit that we should not be promoting premarital sex. And she threw a fit and got all of her Baptist friends involved. And guess what? My friend, my pregnant friend, could not be in the Miss Mary Christmas pageant. They shamed her. And then later on that year, somebody asked to borrow the round tablecloths they had in the home economics department to have her baby shower and she wouldn't loan them. Yep. 
she was something else. I was so glad that it, that I was in yearbook all those years instead of home economics. I tell you, I, that's probably why my house looks like shit and I don't know how to balance a checkbook. But that's what happened. So after Miss Betty Jane retired, they put her in charge of the the Sunday school department at the Baptist church. And I remember watching those children come from Sunday school into big church. They looked like they were being led to the slaughter. Looked like somebody just beat them up and tore their souls out. I, I, I know those kids now. I don't know where they are, but I don't think they're in church no more. They're heathens. It may be because of her. Anyways, Betty Jean. So a few years ago, I walked into the grocery store and I bent over and picked up a big old $7 jar of Miracle Whip. Yeah, things are more expensive out here. And it slipped out of my hand and it crashed on the floor. And there was Miracle Whip and glass everywhere. So I walked back to the back of the store to tell uh, the manager, Rhonda, that we had to clean up on aisle one. And I'm glad to pay for it before I can even make it through the swinging doors in the back because we can just go back there because we've been living here our whole lives and we know everybody. I turned around and heard somebody hollering and pitching a fit and bitching. It was it was Penny Jane. And she was just griping about whoever dropped this just walked off and left it. What irresponsible people. People don't raise their kids right. How rude and wrong. And she's just having a cow about the Miracle Whip. And I was going to get the manager, but she didn't see me drop it. She didn't see where I was going. So I turned around and I recognized her and I just walked into the back and I told Rhonda, I said, hey, uh, you might want to check out aisle one. And as we walked out those swinging doors together, I elbowed Rhonda. I was like, mm-hmm, look who it is. Look who it is. And Rhonda just automatically saw her and thought, oh no, aging Miss Penny Jane, Peggy Jane, has just had an accident. So she walks over and starts talking to her. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We got it. Don't worry about it. And Miss Jane was just griping and throwing a fit about how this generation, whoever dropped this, they just raised wrong and stuff. And while she's getting on a tizzy while Rhonda got the mop and the broom, she accidentally hit the aisle and her basket hit the aisle in a big giant $12 bottle of fancy olive oil fell and crashed on the ground and now there was olive oil and miracle whip and glass all over the place and that sent miss jane into a fit and a shaking and a staggering about that time Rhonda just grabbed her hand and said come here miss miss jane let me let you sit down up here at the front and let me have a shopping list and i'll get your stuff i know what you like so, Miss Penny Jane was just shaking, and she was all frustrated, and and so Rhonda went and got all of her groceries, and she brought them to Miss Penny Jane, and of course, of course, everything was wrong. She didn't like that brand. She wanted the whole wheat bread, and she just made everybody's lives miserable, and she checked out, and I was right behind her with my bottle of Miracle Whip. She didn't notice, and as they checked her out, they helped her out the car. They got her in the car, and they walked back in. And the checkout guy and Rhonda looked at me and they made that grimacing face like, uh-oh. And then Brett, checkout man, said, I don't know if she should still be driving. Karma.
Maybe karma? I didn't set it straight because I thought she deserved it. Am I a bad person? No, of course not. Karma also caught up to her a little bit later, and this is one of my favorite things. Her daughter, or granddaughter, who knows? She got a magical daughter one day about the same year her daughter moved to a different town. I mean, she was definitely past menopause and she came up with this new kid. So, daughter, <laughs> granddaughter, who knows? We know. Anyway, her daughter was going to a university about an hour away and her professor told that daughter that if you go to this performance tonight at the university theater playhouse, you can get an extra hundred for a test grade. So they gave her two tickets to go to the show. And this daughter, granddaughter, calls up Miss Jane and says, Hey, if you come with me to this play, we can go to a play together for free. So Penny Jane drives up to the university and they go. What they didn't do was check, check what plays were going on. And it was a double feature. It was the rape, fully naked scene from the play Equus. Go look it up. And the vagina monologues. Yep. The vagina monologues. I feel bad, but not too bad. Actually, I don't feel bad at all. I enjoyed thinking about all this story and how it all panned out. So what does that have to do with this very rude motivational moment for you and me? It means that what you put out into the world has an effect. Now, I used to think that karma was this ghosty goddess, badass deity that kept records on everybody and, and made them pay later for shit they'd done earlier. But actually, it's just the natural consequences of your choices. Good karma, bad karma is not a angel ghost, okay? It's like you push the seesaw down and this side rises. Push that side up, the other side raises. It's natural consequences. So, our attitude and who we are to people around us, our judgment is bringing us our own damn karma. So, if you're a judgmental old bitch trying to run everybody else's life, watch out. You need to keep your eyes on your own damn paper. Quit worrying about everybody else. Get busy about you. And if somebody screws up or does something embarrassing or gets pregnant in high school, so what? Wish them the best. Because if you keep your heart clean, keep your attitude right, then karma ain't going to come back and get you. And if you don't got karma getting you, then maybe you can be peaceful enough to focus on the things that you're ignoring and forgetting to do. Like put something, some energy into improving yourself. Don't be like Miss Penny Jane. You don't have to forgive them. And you can enjoy the natural consequences of their demise and what they do. But don't be her. Be better than that. And if you're a chubby like me, it's impossible to look at me and understand all that I am. And all that I am ain't, <laughs> I made it sound like I'm all that. No, just keep it simple. Be humble. 
don't shit on people and you won't get shit on. That's the moral of the story. Get off your ass. I hope you're motivated. Is there going to be another segment? Probably. Hang on while I play some sweet music for a rude podcast. And I would like to add one more thing. When I tell you stories about people that I know and people around me, perhaps, for fact, I change names. And sometimes I forget the names that I'm changing to while I'm talking. I forget what I renamed them, trying not to say the real name. But I do combine people sometimes just to skew people noticing or figuring out who I'm talking to. And I do elaborate because I really did drop a Miracle Whip jar in the grocery store. But I don't need people coming after me and beating the shit out of me or burning down my house right now. So I do hide the truth by combining characters and stories into one major moment and point. So if any of my hometown people find this, just know I ain't talking about you, except the two people I named in the home economics class who made breakfast with milk and y'all can come home for homecoming let's let's beat let's beat it up let's let's have a little fight I, I saw all your posts before the election and I'm ashamed if anybody should be effing liberal I remember what you girls were like if anybody should be a freaking liberal it's y'all Y'all were the wildest, craziest, drinkingest, titty-flashingest girls in our school. Y'all were the trash-talkingest, getting married multiple times. What the hell are you up Trump's ass for? So come home for homecoming. Meet me in my front yard. I'll be skinnier by then. Also, I watched my kid do Taekwondo for a couple years, and I can kick. So bring it, bitches. Bring it. I hope you're motivated. I hope you're freaking motivated. Bring it. Bring it. Come on. I saw all your pictures at the riot on January 6th trying to overthrow the government. Bring it. I hope you have enough guts to show your face here, bitches.